Hey everyone, hope you're keeping well. Welcome to episode six of the Fitness Radio Podcast. Today's episode is with John Grinrod, who is uh, one of the owners and director of the Functional Training Company Gym, which has just recently opened, I think it opened up in March, uh, in Ipswich. So it was good to have a look around of his, his facility uh, and see what he's doing there. Uh, we also talk about education as he is one of our TIX course instructors. So he actually delivers our functional training and our force, which is a military style uh, training uh, with us uh, and obviously with TRX. So it was good to get his views on the product and on the education that we're currently providing uh, for the UK. Um, obviously, we talk about his business, the challenges there. We also look at his background within the military, his kind of expertise and specialist, which is in rehab, and then also the future uh, for education and the future for his business and what that holds and what he's looking to do over the next few years. Hope you enjoy it. So today I'm down in Ipswich, um, I'm at a new facility called the FTC Gym and I'm here today with the owner, uh, Sir John Grinrod, is that right, yeah? Yeah, that's great. Um, okay, so yeah, thanks for having a chat with us today. Um, so how you been, how you doing? Yeah, good, uh, really good, gym's open, nice. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, so FTC Gym, um, so we'll talk about that obviously uh, going forward. So just if you want to kind of tell us a little bit about your background, um, what you've done previously, how you've got into the industry, uh, and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay, uh, so I've been in the fitness industry since I was 18, started off as a lifeguard, and then um, I worked out abroad in, in Germany, in Berlin, and worked in a gym as a just general helper and, and then lifeguard, then I came back to the UK and I joined the RAF as a physical training instructor. Um, after about three or four years, I then specialized as an exercise rehab instructor uh, down at Hedby Court. Uh, did a couple of tours there, then travelled around the military delivering exercise rehab to injured service personnel, um, working my way up through the rank structure, eventually becoming, uh, my final post was the warrant officer of operational fitness equipment in Afghanistan. I looked after 200 gyms in Afghanistan, um, servicing that, and then I took redundancy in 2012 and came out of the RAF and set up my own company, Functional Training Company, FTC, yeah. uh, delivering education, became a master trainer of TRX, several other companies. Um, and then with the aspiration of obviously setting up a gym with an education facility and we opened that gym on the 1st of March this year. Yeah, okay, brilliant. So um, educating, obviously, in the, in the military in your background, mm -hmm. um, so was it was it mainly around rehab or did you focus on any other types of strength and conditioning? Or no, I did everything. Um, yeah. So I obviously, when we were in the military, we used to get a, a budget uh, every year that we could spend on CPD. Yeah. And it was up to us, as long as it was related to fitness, that what we spent it on. So I, I did spin instructor one year, I did my Pilates, Australian physiotherapy Pilates instructor, wow. um, did strength and conditioning, did TRX, you know, you name it, we did it. Um, and, and I just carried on doing my CPD that way. And then I also did some rehab CPD um, over the years and built up. And then eventually I did my degree in sports rehab with um, St. Mary's at Twickenham. Okay. Um, and right. I, I, I did that um, as a part-time student over a two and a half year period. Okay, brilliant. So, um, and so from when you obviously you took your redundancy in yep. 2012, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
So with them, was it always your idea to, to open up your own facility? Is that what you always wanted to do when you left? Yeah, I, I, what I wanted to do was take the best of the military and the best of the commercial and combine them together into one facility or what I thought was the best. But I've always been a great believer in education within the fitness industry and, I, and I've always felt that um, there should be decent education delivered from a decent uh, fitness facility rather than going somewhere else where there wasn't education or being thrown in the corner so I've always been looking for a a place that's got a proper education facility within the gym facility and and that's basically what we've got here Um, and and that's been the goal to deliver top class education with top class uh, equipment in a top class gym okay brilliant Um, and then so for those of you that um, that are listening that don't really know um, about the FTC gym so just about how long have you been open now we opened on the 1st of March this year um, and we opened uh, with roughly 1500 members we're an independent gym obviously and uh, we're currently standing six weeks later at about mm, 1850 to 1900 members so and we, we we basically got a really good strength and conditioning facility we've got a, obviously usual cardio area we've got e-gym which is technology driven fitness and then we've got a massive studio where we deliver 250 classes a month as part of your membership yeah. we then combine this with nutrition we're working with uh, ben coomer as one of our partners yeah. um and then we we're also working with technology with e-gym so we're driving that forward um, with yeah. our clients um, and then with education, with our education partners such as TRX, yeah. TriggerPoint, um, FTC itself, right. uh, Toro Pro, you, a few others. Yeah, oh, brilliant. So, it's, I mean, from my point of view, in such a short space of time, in terms of your opening, you've mm. got quite a lot of members. Um, so, why do you think that is? Why do you think? Why are you? I suppose different from the other gyms around in the area, for example. Well, our, our mantra is affordable excellence. Yeah. So we believe that people should get the service that they deserve, but at the best possible price. So we try not to charge too much, but we try to deliver. I'm also a great believer that we employ all of our PTs. There's no self-employed PTs on the floor. So they're not working against each other, they're working with us to push our brand forward and our ethics and our ethos. Yeah. And, and I think that, that shines through to our, you know, you, you read the reviews and, and they all say about how the staff engage. And, it, and I think over the last 10, 15 years in the UK, in every industry, it's been strip everything out. And what we're what we're doing now is putting stuff back in, yeah. and we believe in delivering that excellence, uh, a fair price that people can afford. And then, so you you buy in your price, you get that excellence, but then we add on stuff to, to drive it the quality even further up. Yeah, um, yeah, which I feel is is it's really really good, and I feel that's that's what's been missing over the last mm-hmm. couple of years because you know my background, as as I've I've explained in a few episodes, was I suppose in those mid tier clubs like Yellow Fitnesses and mm-hmm. Fitness First. Now, from the outside, those seem to be be disappearing mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people feel that there isn't the demand for that now. But yeah. obviously, with a facility like yours, mm-hmm. um, there is still that demand for those. I suppose those not those boutique clubs yeah. or the high end clubs you see in London, but the ones that offer that full kind of membership services, such as instead of your you know your pin codes, twenty four hour clubs. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean. Um I think it's interesting because obviously we wanted to base ourselves around being a performance centre. But you label yourself a performance centre and people don't want to come Mm. because they think it's too elite. So we obviously designed ourselves as a gym. We've attracted a lot of people and then we've translated that and driven that ethos to our members and they're now grasping that, that we're providing them a service and trying to optimise their performance. And we do that in multiple kinds of ways. We have the best equipment that we can get. So, you know, such as TRX, Octane, 
and so on and those kind of bits of equipment we have a really good proper strength and conditioning facility with proper lifting platforms embedded in the floor a full range of of plate loaded we have our selectorized stuff we then have our region with our technology stuff and then we run these classes and we and we deliver numerous classes and we, we do express classes to you know to full-on long classes and and we cover the whole spectrum um, from fitness pilates right the way up to yeah. beats you know through to trx through to boot camping um, and we and we've got a massive following on our classes without a doubt it's been really successful yeah, that's good. and it's driven the personality of the club to be honest that's really good because kind of again just from my impression is that like you say those performance clubs are charging you know through the roof for kind mm -hmm. of like elite training where it seems to be that some uh, club like yours like the facility and the staff that you've got you're offering that kind of service for like an affordable price for mm -hmm. I suppose the general public that can just come and train uh, and like get that service but also feel part of a I suppose a community especially with your classes like you, you seem to be running a lot of classes mm -hmm. and they all seem to be um, pretty successful uh, yeah. which is good yeah I mean we looked at our stats and you know we're getting a really good return uh, percentage wise throughout the class um, yeah. a steady return the whole time high you know we look we, we aim for 80 percent occupancy on every class and we're above that on 50 percent of our classes and we're very close to that on the rest okay. so right. that's what we aim for uh, occasionally we, we do cancel class and that's where our classes drop down to four or below yeah. uh, and we don't run the class because it doesn't um, it's not conducive to group training mm. uh, but we obviously do small group training as, a, as an add-on and we do personal training as yeah. well with our PTs okay great so the standard of staff that you've got here um, would you say they're a, they're a higher standard to ones that you see I suppose in like your budget gyms or your 24-hour gyms or do you still bring them in at a level uh, of level three uh, mm -hmm. and then kind of mould them and put them through other education? Is there a journey in terms well, of development? Initially, uh, obviously, what we've tried to do is our, our, our heads of departments, our managers and stuff like that, we've tried to recruit the best, yeah. what we think to be the best. And we've gone out there and searched and watched and interviewed and, yeah. and stuff like that and, and you know, and, and listened to word by mouth and, and things like that yeah. and as you could because everybody's active on social media and stuff like that so you can get a good feel for people and uh, we and we've done that and we picked those really good instructors up that are, are able to first and foremost for us it was about those people that could deal with people introduce themselves you know and be be comfortable and then obviously have quality instruction and then we, we've, we've recruited a couple of other mid-level instructors that have got real potential we see a real potential in them and we can develop them and shape them into what we want and then we've got some real fresh people that are, that are new to the industry they start as front of house staff and then we run them through our our apprentice course and we'll teach them over the next two years and bring them in as instructors and develop them so we've got all three really and it, and it just means that we've got that continuum of, of driving instructors as everybody progresses and obviously our senior instructors also they want to become master trainers or educators in their own right so they've got that part of the journey to take yeah. as well because everything we do is driven by education 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 and um, if they're not interested in education they don't undertake cpd they don't work for us great which i'm all for that yeah absolutely from an education background yeah. that's that's i'm all for that um, yeah, so we'll talk about the academy and education in a sec, but in terms of, of the business as a whole, like opening it and, and stuff like that, for people that are potentially listening that are either looking to open or they've opened, what kind of frustrations have you had or what would you say you, know, you didn't expect in terms of opening up a new business that you probably is a learning curve for you going forward? 
Uh, it was very interesting. I, I got some good advice. I mean, I spent years traveling around, speaking to different gym owners, obviously networking suppliers and things like that. And, and I'm a great believer in quality. You know, if you're going to buy, make sure you get quality products because they, they just last. It's as simple as that. Buy the best that you can. Yeah, it, it, you know, and, and, and don't... Um, don't cut corners on that sort of thing. I mean, one of the best bits we had, obviously, uh, I put a pre-planning application in on, on the site. Uh, that was really interesting. Got some feedback on that, told that we wouldn't get it on the current plan. I then employed a, uh, a planning consultant worth their weight in gold. Um, it was a fair chunk of money, but it was worth their weight yeah. in gold. Went to planning, went through first time in five minutes. Unheard of. Um, you know, fantastic. Did a great job. Um, he's gone on to do a few others and uh, he's been really successful for those. We then, um, what I would say is that we project manage the thing ourselves. The next time I won't be project no. managing <laughs> it. Uh, we'll be getting somebody in, but we've got, and, and one of the big things we had because uh, we converted a warehouse, um, the gas had been capped uh, and um, the meter had been taken out. That was our big shortfall that we had it, it took we opened without gas and we had no hot water oh, wow. and we went a month and 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 eventually we got the gas and 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 that was our biggest thing we were really worried about losing members but we didn't yeah. uh, we held on to them because of the quality of staff and the yeah. delivery yeah. Uh, but i don't think we could have gone much longer but yeah get those services in place that would be my my big thing then, yeah. yeah but there's always something that comes up that is unforeseen yeah. You know, we planned well ahead and we thought it'd all be there and it just never, and then we had a cold snap and then obviously the installation was back, you know, put on, right. because obviously uh, old people being cold in the winter is more important than us, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, sure. as it is. So these are the things that happen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's been a, a great experience. Um, you know, the pressure's still on, but hey, you thrive under pressure, don't you? Yeah, for sure. I so, don't really like a challenge. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so t talk to me about the, uh, I suppose, the FTC Academy then. What's your kind of aim for that well i've i've always felt i've done loads of cpd throughout my time you know and i deliver for other companies and that and, and i've turned up at places and we've just been thrown in the corner and i and I've, I've, i get quite aggrieved by it. i'm paying good money that i've worked hard to do to earn and then i give this money over to a provider and then i get thrown in the corner of a gym somewhere and um you know well they you, and i just think it's unacceptable yeah you know, and I want to actually provide a uh, education facility embedded in a good fitness facility with a proper education facility. So we have a classroom, we do our technical part there, um, um, and then we move into the studio and do the practical element in the studio, and we move back and forth. So you know, and we have that facility completely booked, um, and then we can move back and forth. And we've obviously got proper rest facilities and stuff like that. So we're not just getting in somebody's way. And we're delivering top class education with top class instructors and working with top class partners. Yeah, right. Uh, that's, uh, that's really good, and, and I totally agree with you. Even some of the CPDs that I used to do, <laughs> even though there were few and far between, it was kind of like you're in the middle of a gym, yeah. getting involved in members, and yeah. sometimes it's not practical enough. Um, no. So it's good that there's a facility like that, and I feel there needs to be more of those. <laughs> um, so, in terms of the education, the, the standard of education at what you, you want to deliver, what kind of uh, education, I suppose? Is it a full journey from someone signing as fitness instructor? Yeah, going we're, we're going to be delivering uh, apprentice um, for um, for 16 to 18 year olds. We're going to do a fitness apprentice. We're also going to do the adult course level two, level three. Um, we are then going to do um, 
uh, add-ons with CPD. So we're going to do the whole TRX journey. We're, we're doing Trigger Point, we're doing Toro Pro, Raptor, like I say, uh, and we're picking up and we're looking for other partners and, and, and we're going to write some bespoke courses ourselves, yeah. um, you know, kettlebells and other things like that. Yeah. Um, and try and fill in, we'll do first aid as well and make it more specific to the fitness industry rather than just going along to somebody else's first aid course or whatever, look at the manual handling, those kind of things. And we're also linking with other partners so to do some management stuff, you know, so when we get PTs come in, you know, how do they set up their management systems, their accounts, is there a, is there a company they can work in that can take their payments for them? We, we've got a partner for that as well, so okay. they can do a bit of business, we can do a, ba a day of business training with them, yeah. so they d they're not going out there unarmed. You know, so they, they know how to set up their account system, they know how to set up their collection system, so they can sort out their pensions and all of those things as well. You know, stuff that yeah. we've been particularly poor in, I think. I as guess an so. I mean, from, from my point of view, um, I think that side of it, in terms of the business side, for education, for people to know what they need to do, is, I suppose, an education side that's that's been lacking. Like yeah. there's, there's very value. Do you see any other areas within the industry that's kind of needs more education or more support, or do you, do you agree in terms of the business well, side? That's one that's really business, business was definitely one that's lacking. I think uh, obviously functional training is a big big thing at the moment, and obviously that's ever expanding and stuff like that. So we obviously work with our partners to to develop that. Um, strength and conditioning, obviously, massive push forward through with strength and conditioning now and uh, deliver quality strength and conditioning. Um, the problem with strength and conditioning, obviously, with CPD, you're looking at one-day courses, two-day courses at max, and to do proper strength and conditioning delivery, you need more time than that. So we, we'll hope to develop courses with other partners or ourselves where we may do a course over a prolonged period, six months to a year. And, and build that strength because I don't think it's something you can deliver in one one day. No, you can do workshops, yeah. but you know to actually leave with a qualification and stuff like that. So um, that's something to develop there. Yeah. Um, and then you've got obviously equipment-led education, and, and that's an interesting. You know, with new bits of equipment coming on the market all the time, yeah. is how you work with those bits of equipment and what you can do with them. Mm. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's the established ones you know whether it's Saturn boxing or whether it's TRX or any of the other the other companies and, and working to see how they develop and working with those partners yeah okay uh, yeah that's which is which is cool um, what about your partnership with um, Ben Coomber obviously you mentioned Ben Coomber I've worked with him previously mm -hmm. when I brought him over to Dubai so how does how is that working well, one, one of the things I've noticed over the years about nutrition in particular, um, it, when you look at PTs delivering it, it's always driven by them and their beliefs. So what we, what we get, if I had had 10 PTs on the floor in my gym, I could have 10 PTs delivering 10 different messages with nutrition. And I'm not saying any of them are wrong, but I'm not saying any of them are right either. You know, and, and it, it tends to be geared around what they believe is right for them. However, we're delivering to clients. So it shouldn't be what the PT believes, it should be what's right for the client. So I wanted to take that out of the hands of my PTs because they're not nutritionists, they're, they're personal trainers. So, and obviously nutrition is an important part. If you don't train, it doesn't matter what you eat, but if you do train, it's more important. You need to know how to feed that engine. And obviously what I wanted to do was work with what I thought was a good nutritionist. Ben's got a good name. I've listened to his podcast over the years. He's from Suffolk, we're based in Suffolk. Yeah. He was actually just down the road. I've kept an eye on him for a couple of years and uh, I introduced myself and then we, we sat down and we chatted and we had the same mindset and ethos. Uh, he believed in what we were doing and we believed in what he was doing. So we, we've, we've come together and, and formed a relationship. Um, and then uh, he now educates our trainers and they work with him. So they deliver his message 
um, and, and, and they're all sending the same message to our clients and then that's bespoke um, nutrition towards the client. And so we don't have any mixed messages going out. See, that that for me is excellent. I mean, like I say, we keep talking about these these performance centres where yeah. you've got someone like Ben who's, like you say, is well-known, mm-hmm. um, is respected within the industry in terms of his delivery and his expertise in nutrition, and yet you're offering that kind of service mm-hmm. to, to your staff as further development, yeah. but also to your members, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. Um, yeah. It's not something that I've seen in the UK anyway since I've been back. Um, so that so that's really good. So with the academy and obviously the nutrition, um, and then you've also got FTC rehab. We have yeah, which is also fundamental to what we do because because I, I come from a rehab background, and and um, obviously I, I realised and I dealt with sports injuries and I was a sports therapist myself and I I used to do the um, the therapy down at uh, the local rugby club that were in national league here. I, I found it was fundamental that we provided uh, the ability for our clients that compete not at uh, professional level or sub you know but semi-elite or just below that or active to be able to come somewhere and get treatment specifically you know to treat some of the conditions that they get um, and or just sometimes a bit of welfare and health and well-being you know whether it's a massage or and we, and we do several different things and we're, we're working on several different things there whether it's cryo cryogenics whether it's um, you know body pump whether it's massage numerous other bits and yeah. stuff like that and, and again uh, gone out and found some good therapists um, when working with them and they understand our ethos their education yeah. are based as well okay brilliant uh, and obviously we've we've spoken off off this podcast previously the, the aim is to, to get more facilities as you grow yeah I mean what we the big thing now is to consolidate this one you know get it on we are on a firm footing you know but to actually get it here and then once we've got this um, and we're in a certain place, we, we know our targets and stuff like that. We're then looking for another site um, and to do the, to the same thing, learn our mistakes from this one and then take, eradicate the mistakes and take the new one uh, and build that and build it in the same, um, same image as well. We also are going to have, we are looking at some of the boutique things because obviously with the, um, with the e-gym, it yeah. lends itself to boutique gyms, you know, for that, that percentage of the uh, industry that doesn't, um, that doesn't like coming into gyms, you know, it's ideally aimed at those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're looking at there with those kind of people. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's a good, um, that's a good aim. Um, so obviously we need to talk about TRX yeah. um, as we both work for the mm-hmm. company. Um, so how long have you been with, with TRX as a, a course instructor? Well, I, I left the military in 2012 and I did my, uh, my master trainer course as a force trainer in San Francisco out of headquarters oh, nice. uh, yeah flew me out there well, that's great uh, yeah personal job so I did that in in 2012 and I've been with them ever since and then I was responsible for delivering uh, the TRX education into the military so I was the force trainer for the UK and then since then obviously I've gone on to do the RIP training course um, and obviously the functional training course and then I'm upskilling on some of the others yeah. um, it's just a great piece to get. Obviously, uh, when I was in Afghanistan before I left the military um, as the operational fitness equipment war officer uh, TRX was a great piece of kit we could have it in any of our forward operating bases or any of the base didn't need electricity could strap it to anything crack out a thousand exercises um, could go anywhere and that's where I obviously got my love for the bit of equipment and, and then gone on and then one of the big things that I like about TRX in particular is their education they, they deliver I think some of the best education in the industry yeah. the format and the way they do it and the standards they set Yeah. 
So hence why I obviously uh, work with them, partner them. Okay, yeah. Um, so in terms of, um, obviously you've mentioned, and, I, and obviously I don't disagree, I feel that the education <laughs> is some of the best mm. in, in the industry, but wh why do you feel we, we're kind of separate to say other education, especially around like equipment and functional equipment? Why, why do you kind of... Well, uh, it's interesting because uh, as, as I've already pointed out to you earlier that uh, one of the things that uh, TRX uh, do to themselves is they, they make such good equipment it doesn't wear out for a start. And, it, and you know, obviously I've dealt with the military and worked with the military and, and if, if you want any equipment, you, know, you want to know whether it works or not, give it to the military people, they'll, they'll tear it to pieces and it lasts, you know, over time. And then education, that it, the biggest thing about equipment is if, if you don't do education that supports that equipment, you're never going to know how to use it properly. And, and TRX is, is the best example of that. You know, it's a brilliant piece of kit when you do the education. Yeah. It's not a brilliant piece of kit if you don't do the education. You know, yes, you can use it, but you don't use it to optimum levels. And the good thing is that TRX go out and find out, find really good instructors. They train them to a high level, and then those instructors deliver to a high level. Yeah. Um, and constantly deliver that, and then they're constantly educated, and the company, in, you know, work with them and develop them over the years. Yeah, um, and I, and the other thing is, I think those instructors use the kit themselves, you know, which is fundamental. They're not just doing it because they earn a, a pound or two doing it for them. Yeah, for sure. And there, I agree. I totally agree. There are, there's a lot of facilities that have TRX, yeah. um, but again, they're, they're either in the corner, not yeah. being used, um, or you know, if they are getting used, they're not mm -hmm. getting used to the full potential. Yeah. Um, so I feel that's why education. Well, of course, I'm going to uh, say that education yeah. is vital. Um, to getting more use of the equipment because um, I, I attended the um, the sports medicine course with, with Danny Bartlett back mm -hmm. in Dubai and I spe in, in many ways it kind of blew my mind because mm -hmm. it was a totally different way of using the suspension trainer yeah. uh, and obviously from your background with the, the rehab I just saw a different side to how, can, how TRX suspension trainer anyway, yeah. can be used in that um, no, no, absolutely I, I mean I think it's you know it's a great piece of equipment for, uh, for rehab you know <laughs> I've dealt with lower limb patients, obviously, with the stuff we've had in the military and, and other stuff. And uh, I just think there's no better piece of equipment to teach a squat with and get people, you know, you can you can regress it, progress it very quickly um, to the specifics of that person. And it's such a good piece of equipment to do. And you can take it anywhere. Yeah. You take it around the house and do it. Yeah. You don't have it in the gym. I also have them hanging off my um, my squat racks in, in, in the gym here yeah. and power racks and things like that. Because when somebody's doing a, a squat session, we, you know, we uh, obviously they can warm up with their TRX. They can do them in between sets and stuff like that. So we use them for those, those kind of things as well. Yeah. And we put them in our stretch zone so people can mobilise with them as well. That's great. Um, so yeah, such a versatile piece of equipment, yeah. really. Um, and obviously, you've mentioned the the, the actual courses that you deliver. Is t uh, obviously, TRX Force, which yeah. obviously we know because it's mm -hmm. obviously military background. Yeah. Um, but then also functional training course and yeah. then the RIP, RIP and then RIP group and then hopefully um, obviously uh, looking to upskill to STC yeah. and any of the new courses that are coming yeah, out. Yeah, that are coming out, yeah, sure. Because obviously we've got the new uh, advanced group training yeah. course, which is a, a two-day kind of mm -hmm. certification, yeah. uh, which we're hoping to release uh, in the UK sometime soon uh, mm -hmm. with Matt Bleed. Um, but then, yeah, going back to the courses that you, you, did, uh, you deliver or you currently deliver, was there any particular reason obviously force for the military but any particular reason why you went for the functional training and why you went for the RIP in particular? Well uh, I mean the RIP um, I like because uh, obviously I'm a rehab instructor and if you know the background of the RIP it was designed by a physical therapist in the US um, you know and um, and it's a great piece of equipment for rehab again um, isolateral 
um, work um, and it really activates core, develops speed, balance and power. Um, and, and obviously you can change the bungees so you can have light to extra, extra heavy. Um, I never recommend the extra, <laughs> medium to heavy, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it's such a, a great piece of um, equipment. My, uh, my MMA and my martial artists love it, you know, but rehab, is, you know, to do functional plank with it and stuff yeah. like that is a great piece of yeah. equipment. So I love the RIP for those reasons. Uh, and then the functional training course, my company's called Functional Training Company. Do I need to say any more? Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And, yeah. and, and, and the whole thing about functional training course is bringing all those different tools that are in the functional training world, kettlebells, suspension trainers, slam balls, med balls, bags, rollers, ropes, you know, monkey bars, yeah. uh, all those different things together, boxes, mm -hmm. you know, and, and bring it, skipping ropes and everything, bringing it all into one arena. Um, and a course that does that uh, or introduces people to that is uh, is a great course. Yeah, and, and I mean, from from my point of view, like I, I agree again with what you what you're saying. Um, but I don't know of any other course, and, and maybe I'm wrong. But in terms of a, a functional course where it is equipment based, we are mm -hmm. you know a functional equipment company, but it's the type of education I've said this before where you would come away automatically as a better personal trainer, regardless mm -hmm. of whether you're using the suspension trainer or the rig, mm -hmm. the kind of education that we provide. Um, whether you then become a you know a, a TRX fan or mm -hmm. you use it every day or you just implement certain things, or I think automatically you're becoming a better trainer um, and not just focused on. Yeah, see, training. I mean, well, that's the thing. I mean, the good thing about the functional training course is because you're using other tools. I mean, obviously, pre now TRX has developed those other tools as well, which is great. And you've now got their own versions of those tools, which is even better, which we use here. Um, it gets you know yes suspension training is great yes rip training is great but now we can bring those other tools into the into the arena and then you can you can partner them up with things i mean the suspension trainer always worked really well with the kettlebell you know and, a, and it's such a great piece of versatile equipment and and then to bring a battle rope in and, and those kind of things and, and it just adds to that and then gives that the instructor the capability to work with those different items combine them and then there's something if you if you're a personal trainer that goes around people's houses or you go to the park you can throw them all in the back of your car set them up really quickly or whether you want to do boot camping out of your facility or circuit training they're all there they all lend themselves to that so it's a great course it allows you to do one-on-one -on -one training allows you to do small group training and it allows you to do large groups yeah and, and there ain't there are not too many courses that allow you to do that no, really. no i agree um so it you know is it definitely like a product that you try and implement in all your kind of well, I mean, one one of one of the things that I, I'm responsible for my own gym here is I, I deliver boot camping uh, training. Uh, we do that at quarter past six in the morning. We do that at half past nine, and then we do that at lunchtime. And we also deliver it in the evening. Um, we then also run TRX classes, and then we run uh, functional fusion, which is a combination of, of uh, all of those TRX tools. Um, and then I've also started to implement the um, the rip trainer. Yeah. into lots of different classes and stuff like that and we're also using it with our rehab uh, clients yeah and you do you feel that trx ripped is is more of an underused piece of equipment than the suspension oh. trainer massively underused i mean i think, don't think people realize what it is but i have several physiotherapists and 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 uh, exercise rehab instructors that work you know that use our gym to work uh, to train at and i show them it and they just go i never knew this existed yeah. it's a great piece of equipment you know, and it's just it's just never been sold um, the right way in, in, in the UK and, and we're developing that. I know it's a great piece of kit, so I use it, I love it. Yeah. Always have. 
yeah in your own training as yeah well, yeah are you oh yeah fantastic yeah without a doubt yeah yeah um and i suppose is, is that kind of the way that you train or i suppose your knowledge um within the industry and your rehab background is that are you trying to feed that to the, to the trainers here as well or do, do they specialize in particular areas or i mean we we try to get a spread of, of trainers that over you know we've obviously got strength and conditioning we've got group we've got functional and, and so on and but we, we still want them to have that uh, ethos of functional movements and following the functional patterns and following the foundational movements and, and we want them to think about the way they deliver making sure we're, we're exercising every part moving from functional planes replicating functional movements and whatever whether it's even if it's strength and conditioning or whether it's specific you know that's what we want to do and we, we're very keen to make sure that people don't just get stuck in this little rut and, and then um, you know adapt and you know adaptations to those particular things uh, and we want them to you know to reach their optimum whatever that is yeah. for them yeah. you know and, and target them specifically to reach their optimum mm. and do you see um, you know just kind of to finish up now a couple more questions where do you kind of see the industry going in particular now in the UK because um, obviously there's been a lot of talk obviously boutiques have had a, a boom budget mm -hmm. gyms have had a boom um, do you see that trend continuing or do you see it changing over the few years from what you see and what you know? Well, I, I'm hoping that we've sort of, um, you know, we're going to lead the field a little bit in what we're doing because I, I feel that we, you're now putting some of that back into, you know, taking away from budgets and, and delivering that level of service. I think that's the way forward. People, you know, you'll always get the person that just wants a piece of equipment, go and do their own thing. But I think a lot of people like a bit of service. That You know, they like that Group X. Um, they like decent equipment. A nice environment supported with those extras like rehab nutrition um, and technology yeah and, and if, if you don't engage in technology in particular in our industry uh, you're gonna be left behind it's as simple as that you know how you know we all have got smartphones or smart devices whichever way it is and, and if we don't engage in that we're gonna be left one yeah. way or another you know so apps and other trackers and systems and those are the way forward yeah, really. it's definitely, it's obviously, as you, as we know, it's been going for a few years now, but yeah. that's definitely the way forward with apps. But do you think kind of like the general public, uh, are, you know, I suppose educated in that sense, because there's loads of apps to pick, there's loads of, you know, more zones and things to do. There are. Do you think there needs to be more help from the gyms and, and from people? Well, like I think so. I mean, we're, we're driving that and we're working with partners and, and we're, we're using apps that link with other apps as well you know and pull that information in from those and combine them so yeah definitely and obviously we work with our clients to educate them on on the uh, technology side and engage with them um, and I, I think the other interesting I mean you only have to go back 5 10 15 years and keep looking at that and look where we were with technology and see the sudden jump and now you know it, it, it's quite common we get we get 50 60 70 year old people in our club and they're engaging with technology. They were the people that you thought would never engage with yeah. it, and they are now. They all because it's part of their life. They've got their heads around it. They may not spend as much time on it as the youngsters, but the youngsters, it, it's just the way of life with those. So yeah, you sure. don't have to educate them. They expect it to be there. Yeah. But the people that we're educating, obviously, that that older, slightly older generation, um, and they are now engaging with it. Engaging. Yeah. So um, and and obviously, it's our job to make sure it's easy for them. Um, and deliver that to a, a level that they can understand and engage with and get the optimum out of. Okay, brilliant. So if people were to kind of find your facility or find you on social media, yep. for example, where would they where would they need to go? Right, so we, we have a Facebook page, FTC Gym, um, and then we have a web page, uh, www.ftcgym.com, um, or they can just come to Suffolk and drop in. Drop in like Yeah, drop in and, 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 and come and have a sesh. Brilliant. 
Um, we, you know, we welcome everybody. Yeah. And we, and I think that we've we cover, you know, whatever you do, we we cover that from yeah. strong men to bodybuilders to functional trainers to novice to those that don't like coming to the gym. We we do everybody. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant, John. Well, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate the chat. Um, it's been good. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers.